sponsored by Amazon. Good morning, everyone. I'm Playbook co-author Ryan Lizza. It's Tuesday, December 5th. Here's what's driving the day. The participants for Wednesday night's Republican presidential debate in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, are set. It'll be Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Chris Christie, who is teetering on the edge of being disqualified. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum did not qualify for the debate. That's the second one he's missed. And last night, he dropped out of the race. Donald Trump will once again be skipping the event. Liz Cheney's new book, Oath and Honor, is out today. The former vice chair of the January 6th committee told MSNBC last night, quote, Donald Trump is not an acceptable alternative. He is not the lesser of two evils. He is a completely unfit man for office. He's already shown us what he would do, and he can never be near the Oval Office again. And finally, the Biden administration's supplemental aid package, which includes aid for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and the border, is headed for a vote in the Senate, one that is likely to fail as bipartisan Senate talks over asylum rules have stalled out. Joining me now to break down the complicated politics of the supplemental negotiations is Politico White House reporter Jennifer Haberkorn. Good morning, Jen. Hi, Ryan. Let's start with what happened with these bipartisan negotiations over border security, uh, which, of course, was the price that Republicans were requiring to pass the Ukraine supplemental. What happened to them over the weekend? And what do we know right now about the status of those negotiations? Well, Chris Murphy, the top Democrat negotiator, and James Lankford, the top Republican, left the Senate on Thursday saying they were going to talk through the weekend. But by Friday, those hopes for talks through the weekend fell apart. Senator Chris Murphy said that at that point, he realized that Republicans were never going to move to the middle, as he said, you know, he made clear that Democrats were willing to make concessions to strengthen asylum standards. And he said they had, quote, very good discussions around parole. Both of these things would have been Democratic concessions, but he felt like Republicans were unwilling to move any further on any of their other positions. I talked to Senator Lankford as well. He said there was no breakdown, that, that there's still conversations happening. And this was merely a situation in which Republicans did not respond fast enough to what Democrats had most recently proposed. So whether this is a breakdown or, you know, nearly a breakdown, none of it is good for the prognosis of the Biden administration's national security supplemental. And so on Monday, what was the reaction from the Biden administration and Majority Leader Chuck Schumer to all of this back and forth about whether these talks broke down or not? So Chuck Schumer decided that he was going to call a vote on a quote unquote clean supplemental, essentially taking what the Biden administration asked for a $106 billion funding request and said that he's going to put it on the floor this week. We're going to see a test vote on Wednesday, which is going to be a pretty big deal because Republicans have promised to filibuster that if this border policy is not in there. And at this point, they're talking a big game that they have 41 votes to block it. And a failed vote on Ukraine funding is going to send a pretty important message 
to Ukraine, to the world, to the U.S., because the Senate, you know, strongly supports Ukraine. But Senate Republicans have said it comes at the price of domestic border policy. So there's some theory that a failed vote would kickstart negotiations, would kind of make it clear how serious the situation is, and that if the Ukraine supporters in the Senate are serious about getting funding approved this year, that they need to get serious about the border negotiations. All that yet to be seen. But, you know, the Biden administration as well is is getting increasingly concerned about the fate of their supplemental. We saw over about the past 10 days since about the Thanksgiving break in the Senate that they were getting more involved in the discussions on the Hill. Initially, they kind of were hands off. They're like, okay, Senate negotiators, do your thing. But as the weeks went on, they got more involved. And tomorrow, they have invited Ukrainian President Zelensky to speak to senators in a closed briefing. That's certainly going to crank up the stakes here. And Jen, finally, these negotiations seem to have broken down. There was a bit of a backlash from the left against the direction of where these border security negotiations were going. It seemed to me like the White House was a lot more desperate for a deal, perhaps, than congressional Democrats in, in both the House and the Senate. You know, what's your understanding of the divide within the Democratic Party and what sort of centers of the party wanted this deal more than others? There are obviously some pretty strong political reasons why Joe Biden might want a border security deal here. What were you picking up in your reporting on that? Absolutely. You're right. There's definitely a divide. We saw progressives in the Congressional Hispanic Caucus come out very early, really against the fact that the Senate was negotiating border policy in such a crunch time. And that has just continued. I mean, even we reported last month that the Senate negotiators were, you know, ready to change asylum policy to make it harder for migrants to claim asylum to come into the United States. And that created a lot of backlash from progressive groups who said the Biden administration absolutely cannot do this. So if this group had come up with the deal, it clearly would have put pressure on Biden. I mean, there was even some speculation that this kind of deal would have a hard time in the House because in the House, you have Republicans who oppose Ukraine funding to begin with. So you need Democratic votes. So all that said, I mean, it lends some credence to the idea that a deal was going to be hard to get here because you, you need Democrats united. Immigration policy is, is really not an area to do that. Yeah. Jen, thank you so much for breaking all of this down. We will talk to you soon. Great to talk with you. Thank you. And for your schedule today, the House and the Senate are in. President Biden has a busy day planned in the Boston area where he'll raise money at three campaign events before returning to Washington, D.C. I'm Ryan Lizza. Thanks for listening. For over 23 years, Amazon has partnered with small and medium-sized businesses, connecting local entrepreneurs with customers globally and breaking down barriers to growth. In fact, more than 60% of sales in Amazon's store come from independent sellers, most of which are small to medium-sized businesses. Learn more at aboutamazon.com.